In case you missed it, here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Jim and Laura. Gosh, a lot going on. I got my jack-o'-lantern carved that we've been talking about for weeks. We had the hint person, place, or thing, Mm -hmm. and you said person, and I don't know why I didn't think of this on Friday. Persons. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, my wife and me. In a photo uh, that we took on our little vacation out to the Black Hills that we both really like. And she didn't know it either. She kept coming in the room where I'm carving. Like, I'm not looking. Don't. This is going to be a surprise. <laughs> I posted that so you can see. But also as an excuse to ask you to show yours. I saw some friends who had carved over the weekend. Just for fun. Have more people see it. Put it in the comments. Uh, pictures of your jack-o'-lanterns. Now... You <laughs> complimentarily said you at first you thought I was the old man from up in it's, that. The picture gives you and I know that you, you explained the process before you take the picture and then you somehow do like a black and white. Yeah, that's almost uh, that's on there. Like a photo image. Something. Very contrasty. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah. It gave you some very large eyebrows, which I know you don't really have in real life. So at first glance, <laughs> I thought you were the old man from up. Great. Great. <laughs> Yes, yeah. but then I so, saw the picture. Jack o' lantern fail here today. No, it. Well, that's the thing because it combines features and shadows. Yeah, makes some kind of dark. If you squint, you got to squint. But uh, I mean, how long did that take you though? That's very intricate. Um, probably two and a half hours, I, including I would not have the, the patience or the talent. Well, the gut, the gutting of it too. That you know is twenty minutes of it. So yeah, I mean, check it out. But also share yours now between you thinking I look like the old man and up who in that movie <laughs> only is, on pumpkin form is probably eighty years old. Uh, my wife sent me a link to a, a new T-shirt company that hides your big gut. What? Oh, I mean, just like. Bring it on day today. No, well, I didn't say you look like the old man from up. <laughs> just your pumpkin made your eyebrows bushy, and at first glance, yeah. the old man from up. How do I take that? It's uh, complimentary, because then once I saw the picture, I was like, oh, no. that's because the picture made your eyebrows big. No, I mean the link to the t-shirt company. Oh, I don't know how to, how I don't know how to spin I that guess, one. Uh, all right. I guess I, I know what I need to do. Here's sports with Todd Bergan. Well, uh, the example of a Pyrrhic victory yesterday for the Vikings as they beat the Packers at Lambeau Field 24-10. Normally, I'd be jumping up and down with excitement. The problem is quarterback Kirk Cousins likely blew out his Achilles tendon in the win and is out for the rest of the season and, judging on the fact he's a free agent after this year, may have taken his last snap as the Vikings quarterback, period. Uh, So, a win, but at a huge cost. TJ Hawkinson, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison all contributed at at least 80 receiving yards. Hawkinson and Addison uh, both found the end zone. And the Vikings are right back in it now, having won four out of their last five after starting the season 0-3. They're 4-4 and in the playoff hunt. The Vikings visit Atlanta on Sunday, but at least at this point, I don't think they know who their starting quarterback will be this coming week. For the first time since Cousins came to the team in 2017, he hasn't missed a game because of injury. He hasn't played in two games, one because the Vikings had wrapped up the playoffs, the other because he tested positive for COVID back in that era. But because of injury, never in his career had he missed a game until now. Uh, I leave it to you. I had to look up Pyrrhic victory. Yeah. <laughs> 
named after King Pyrrhus yeah. of Epirus, whose army suffered irreplaceable casualties while defeating the Romans. Yeah, a loss that came at too high a cost. <laughs> Well, or a win that came at too high a cost, I mean. You weren't paying attention in school. Where does that come from? I just pick <laughs> things up. Who knows what sticks? <laughs> Children, gather around for your uh, school lesson. Language here. and history lesson. <laughs> the ever-impressive Todd Brigitte, everybody. Wake up. Hello. Good morning. Funny and entertaining. G-102. The savvy Taylor Swift. She's now uh, a billionaire, right? With a B. Is it bad that I thought she already was? So oh. when that news came out, I thought, oh. well, why is this of news? Course. I, I thought she would have been a long time ago. But I guess they said just based on music alone, billionaire oh, status. Is I that see. it? Billions because I, there's music. the there's the commercials she's in. There's the everything. But just I think based on music. Well, somebody like you, you're only a, about a uh, hundred million away. From that billion mark. Oh, yeah. It Based even on my. Move you. <laughs> exactly. You would never know. <laughs> uh, well, remember when uh, we mentioned that the CEO of Wendy's said, We're following Taylor Swift's business plan. For one thing, for marketing, yeah. Know your audience, give it to them. That's the two big parts of it right there. And doesn't that break down to, well, duh. <laughs> You'd think. You know, like, hey, that shouldn't be too hard. But I, uh, I subtly. Maybe as a Swifty yourself, you already knew this, but I was looking at her release dates of albums, and most of them are in October. What could that mean for other business people? The luck of October. Her first, her self-titled October 2406, Speak Now, the 25th on, of 2010, Red, October 22, 2012. 1989, well, the original, October 27, and 1989, Taylor's version, just last Friday. Mary Ellen, who has an October birthday, thought that it was just because that was her birthday month, and so <laughs> Taylor was doing it just for her. But are you telling me there's another reason? Uh, it seems to be that October is the cutoff for Grammy nominations. Ah, and so if you do okay. it right before, you'll be fresh on the mind of those yep. making yep. the nominations. So that's, that, good, that's, that's savvy business, too. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you? You don't want to come out too early, be forgotten about, right. or be topped. No, you want to just hang, hang, mm-hmm. wait for it, wait for it, and go. Yeah. Now, a few of them, like, uh, July folklore speak now Taylor's version probably just need I just need to get these out but well in the folklore and evermore that was kind of weird because that was again like Tom mentioned the the pandemic era things yeah. were just yeah. all over the place That's right. no rhyme or reason just chaos mm-hmm. never got to try body on tap with the uh, the beer shampoo did you Laura I'm so sad for you no here's the uh, the rest of that it gives my hair super body. Super hold. And the shine of your life. It's the beer shampoo that does it in three bodybuilding formulas. That's body. <laughs> That's so classic, oh, like late so 70s. Body. So it came out 
And then it's not on the market anymore. Oh, and no. hair care experts are saying that you really shouldn't use beer because it dries out your hair. It's not going to create more Ooh, shine. That could so have been why part are TikTokers it? saying do it? Looks like they had a run of it for about seven years from Bristol Myers. Well, you know what? Somebody probably saw that old commercial. Say, I'm going to do a TikTok. Say, put beer in your hair. And then I'll get a bunch of followers. Uh, there's a couple of theories on why it went away. I'm going to do kind of the boring one first. They said Bristol Myers had a habit of strongly supporting new products, really advertising it, and then kind of letting it go. And Just it, kind of fading. Yeah, faded from uh, interest. Others say enthusiasm for the product began to wane as the disco era of the 70s gave way to the just say no 80s. Uh, there's, first of all, get... Rid of the anything that started in the seventies. We hate disco, and then also just say no to alcohol in my shampoo. Okay, but here's the nefarious okay. one. Some sources okay. say prisoners were getting their hands on body on tap, and remember it said one third real beer, and they they were drinking it. Oh no! Yeah, uh, I'm guessing there's a lot of chemicals in there that you uh, absolutely should not ingest. So that was very bad. That's you know that's um, a theory. It, it's a bit of a legend, I suppose, but it's plausible. I would say any shampoo. Don't drink yeah, it. No, don't. They shouldn't have to put that on the bottle. But apparently, probably after that, they did. That's right. They shouldn't have to put on my milk that I just today, I'm checking the date. How long is this? And it was, you know, October 31st. Contains milk. Shouldn't have, right? Shouldn't have to do that, should it? You would want it to. And it's funny because I had some yogurt that was coconut based, the non-dairy coconut yogurt. Yeah. And on there, warning, contains coconut. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. <laughs> That's right. Q102. I know you said you didn't have much going on, but I'll bet you were out and about... In the Green Bay area, checking out the clubs, uh, doing their uh, Halloween parties. No, no I, I think I was saying I worked, I bartended a comedy show on Friday night, uh-huh. and then I had the Ohio State game to watch on Saturday night, uh. so I was not wearing a costume. However, I did send you a picture of my costume from a few <laughs> years right. ago where I hosted a girls' night out, and, you know, it was encouraged to come in costume for the radio station that I worked at, and uh, I did not go the sexy... Although, yeah, I did go the sexy cop route, but I dressed as a dude, yeah. and that was one sexy man. I, have I to make tell a good you. man, don't yeah. you think? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, know, I mean no offense, Wyatt, oh, no. but the first sexy picture you man. sent was more portrait. Uh, yeah. Just the face with the beard and the cap. And I thought, oh, who are, who's this couple? Who's that dude with the... Mo-? I thought <laughs> your cop was a dude. That dude is me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the... the fo- that was pretty impressive. How long ago was that? I mean, oh, that probably would have been four years ago, Okay, maybe? not that, not too long Recent, ago. Before pandemic. It was probably the Halloween leading up to pandemic right. time. Those who did uh, go to a party... It, Likely, you might have seen some sort of sexy costume: the cop, the devil, the cat, the nun, the, the nurse, sexy yeah. nun, nurse. Those are a little cliche. Sexy yeah. nurse. Uh, there's always at least one, according to a survey. Nearly half of Americans don't mind if people are dressed provocatively for Halloween. Now, I would assume they mean, you know, at such a party at a bar or a VFW or Legion or something like that, casino. 
you, I hope you're not taking your kid trick or treating at the church event on Sunday in sexy nurse costume. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a time and a place for letting your bum hang out, and I don't think that probably <laughs> that- the. the- the church picnic is probably one of them, but you know what? I, who am I to judge, right? You bum. Uh, so I, I, I had to guess, and you at home too, of our home states, mine is South Dakota, Laura's is Ohio. Which of those do you think is more likely to uh, have people dress provocatively for Halloween? I am going guess? to. I'm going to say your home state. I would like to think my home state goes more for the comedy. Costume, the funny, the inflatables, oh. or the the humor costume more than the sexy costume. Mm. Uh, I see. I thought it'd be Ohio because South Dakota's very conservative state, and, right. but yeah. it's uh, South Dakota is more likely than Ohio to dress in a sexy oh. costume. They're not the really? number one. Okay. South Dakota's second behind Mississippi. And then it's Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, and South Carolina. Those are the one through five for showing a little skin. Do you say those one more time just so I'm... Mississippi, South reason, Dakota, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, and South Carolina. Oh, okay, then that throws, that throws it off because you said South Dakota was ranked up there. The rest of them, southern states, or at least, like, warmer. And it's easier to wear a bum hanging out costume when it's not, you know, 30-some degrees and you're going, oh, I need a jacket. I thought the same thing. It's like we're alike here, uh, save for South Dakota. They have their share of winter. Uh, The state's least likely to reveal, to wear revealing costumes. Spit it out, Tim. Mm -hmm. Colorado is the least likely, followed by Ohio... And Wisconsin. I'm a little surprised by that. I thought Wisconsin would be the top five for sexy costumes, with with the beer. Yeah, and no, cheese I think they're. I think these these states are going comedy costumes. Yeah. They are. They're like, oh yeah, I want to be remembered for the funny costume that I wear, not really the sexy one. Michigan, Indiana, and Maine. And again, that might support your theory that weather might have to do with how much you're uh-huh. revealing. Hey, how did I miss that it's uh, National Candy Corn Day today? Ew. What? I like it. That's what you said. I don't know why, though. What's wrong with you? Well, it's sugar, corn syrup. (laughs) What? I mean, what's there not to like? Yeah, but it's like you're eating bite-sized little candles. Well, there is carnauba wax in it, but that comes from the leaves of palm trees. See, uh, the very original confection, like, oh, I think this goes back to the late 1800s. Corn syrup, sugar, water, marshmallows. I don't, I don't know. They don't break down the ingredients of marshmallows. Fondant? Isn't that that thick? They make cakes with it? Like, yeah, and that normally tastes like garbage, too. <laughs> it's very rare that you have a good fondant-flavored icing, so if you can find one, eat the whole cake. And then carnauba wax. See? It's all plant-based, Laura, in those little no, candy corns. No, the marshmallow probably isn't. I'm mm. willing to bet that there's probably gelatin in the marshmallows. You've oh. got to watch those. So therefore, oh, sorry, I can't eat the oh. candy corn. It's all yours. Modern oh. candy makers, uh, the good ones, still use all those original ingredients. But, of course, it's machines making them. I like them mixed in with nuts. And we had a bowl that my wife made because she knows I like them. Well, I... We ran out of the candy corns in that dish before we ran out of the nuts. I'm, I'm kind of like you on really? that. I'm picking out the, 
the candy yeah. corn <laughs> and a few. Well, that, see, we would we would be compatible eating no. it. Then. I would pick out all the nuts. You eat all the candy corn, and there you go, match made in heaven. But you're picking out the stuff in that uh, what the, with the little toasties, the little Worcestershire toasties. Oh yeah, you? I call them the burnt toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't pick them out of there. I know they're rye crisps or something yeah. like that, but the burnt <laughs> toast is they will always be. Well, if you want to get rid of your candy corn, uh, you know where to drop it off. It's the. Q102 Morning Show on Q102. Honey, what's bigger than Thriller? I'm so glad you mentioned this documentary because I hadn't heard about it. Yeah, Thriller 40 coming out December 2nd. And they say that it's going to take a look at the influence that that particular album and really all of Michael Jackson's music had on a global level. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then it's going to be featuring also behind the scenes clips and into the creative process. Some of the behind the scenes, obviously, people that worked on the the videos and the audio sessions, the recording oh, sessions, and, yes. and the yeah, all I, that. I love those sort of music documentaries. I found the trailer, and I know maybe it doesn't have the same effect as, as watching, but it is a lot about what's being said. Usher makes an appearance here. Mary J. Blige, some of the other uh, people who were dancers. Listen, no. There are two things in the music business: before Thriller and after Thriller. Mm. Thriller set the standard of what it was to be a megastar. Michael had such a clear vision of what he wanted. He was determined to change the way he was perceived. I came in angry. He was a perfectionist. I wanted the best. And look in the mirror. I'd say the biggest selling album of all time. The greatest thing is do what the music tells them to do. There's Mary J. Uh, it goes on. Michael, he, he sounded like a kid, even uh, as an adult. Mm-hmm. So now they played that little down from Beat It. Here's here's the thing you need to know here today. Everybody says, "Oh yeah, well that was uh, Eddie Van Halen, right?" On that, uh, no. So Eddie played the solo that comes later in the song. You know that it's very Eddie Van Halen, but that down part was actually Steve Lukather of one of my all-time favorite bands, Toto. Uh, I know that that's, uh, that's a little deep, but it hurts me a little bit as a fan of Toto. When, when everybody's like, oh, it's Eddie Van Halen. Well, Eddie does play the solo in it, but I've isolated the, the guitar parts just quickly. This that you know. <laughs> that's uh, Steve Lukather from Toto. Now this Oh you can hear that's Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> the late great Eddie Van Halen. That's gonna come in there's going to come a day mm-hmm. where someone is on a, a big time show and there's like a billion dollars on the line yeah. and that's gonna be some obscure music trivia yeah. and they're gonna get it correct. They're going to go, thank you, Tim Burns. They're going to say it right on TV. Yeah. And everyone's going to go, oh, who's, who's this genius Tim Burns? <laughs> yeah. yeah the, Q102 the, Morning Show. You're welcome. It'll come down to two answers. Who played mm-hmm. the intro to Michael Jackson's Beat It? Steve Lukather or Eddie Van Halen? Everybody else that didn't hear the show, going to say Eddie Van Halen, and you'll be wrong mm-hmm. and lose all of the money. Yep. Steve Lukather. Yes. How would you know that? I listened to the Q102 Morning Show. (laughs) I learned things. (laughs) 
all the really big things you need. That's why all these things stick in my sponge and keep me awake at night. The Q102 Morning Show Podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from 6 to 9.